production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Because I get to not only talk with my good friend Nathan, but also we've got an incredible gentleman who is an explorer. He's a spiritual seeker. He's got a name that I can't pronounce. And all of those, not that that's unusual, mind you, but that that's a cool thing. Nathan, how are you today, sir? I am doing excellent. Happy Martin Luther King Day to you, Kevin. And I just want to hear you try to pronounce our guest's name. Uh K rope tree. K rope tree. Is that close? Close, close. Corrope tree. Yeah. Corrope. Okay. Rather than say, okay. Corrope. Never mind. I got you covered. Corrope tree. Yeah. Very Very cool. And first of all, I'd like to welcome everybody. This is one of the shows that that we do live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But we always, even if it's a holiday. I do it live because I basically have no life. And it's important that, uh, you know, Martin Luther King is a and Martin Luther King Day is a is a day that we should all be celebrating uh, to a great degree. So and I know I know uh, Nathan feels the same way. And so does Nat, uh, who is our guest today. So it's 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 great. And uh, have you had any other live shows today, sir? Is everybody doing a repeat? I actually had one live show. So you're not alone. Oh, very good. Well, I don't like to be alone quite well. Apparently, I do, uh, but that's okay. That's all right. It's it's great to have. And by the way, are you Nathan? This is a subject that we haven't talked about. Are you a traveler? Do you like to travel? I travel pretty frequently. I'm usually on a plane at least once or twice a year. Ah, and and I got you... family all over the United States. Uh, pretty much in the Midwest, but we got some on the East Coast as well. Where in the Midwest? Chicago, Ohio, that kind of region. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Where it's cold and and slippery. Ah, uh, you'll be surprised. It can usually be pretty comparable to here, really? which is kind of cold and slippery anyway, <laughs> but not as much as you would think. Oh uh, well, they do get know, a lot of snow though. Well, yeah, that's, that is that is so true. And so, have you ever traveled internationally? I went to Canada to drop off a friend in the airport. I'm not sure that that's right what you back. would call internationally. <laughs> I think I got to step foot on the ground first. Ah, well, I I understand completely. And uh, um, I'm glad that we have our guest here today because, by the way, if you want to go to his website, Nathan's going to give you what his website is right now. It is www. I mean, do I really need to say that anymore? Dot inquisitivejourneys.com and you will find out all the information about what he's doing these days now i got to tell you that in his past he is a he's been a spiritual explorer he has uh, been a life coach for 15 years and he's worked uh really hard in his life he loves to travel he loves anthropology he he likes people's stories he likes different cultures and all of that. And now he started a company so that he can include you in discovering all of these places and cultures and, and different uh, types of uh, geography and, and, uh, and things that go on there. So Nat, welcome to the show. How are you? It's a pleasure that you're here. 
I'm very good. Thank you so much, Kevin. Um, thank you, Nathan. I actually have family in Chicago as well, Nathan. So. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> north or south side? Uh, well, um, I was born in the north side, went to school in the south side, but my family lives in the in the burbs, west western burbs of Chicago. Okay, so now I really got to know, Cubs or White Sox? Because <laughs> you I've... can't do both. You've got to do one. <laughs> I was always, uh, growing up, I was always a Cubs fan. Okay. See, I'm not from Chicago. I can like both of them. I like both the Cubs and White Sox, but my family that's in there, they're White Sox. Uh, Okay, so so if you are on the north side, who would you naturally be rooting for? uh, I think that's the Cubs. Yeah, I think I think mostly the Cubs. I, I've never really thought of it in terms of North Side and South Side before, in terms of you know which you're a fan of. I just always grew up in the suburbs, and um, I, I guess it was just like Cubs are always kind of like the underdogs, and I always rooted for the underdogs. And well, they have been only for like 120 years or so. <laughs> yeah, for a while. <laughs> So, so, and by the way, I, it I would be remiss of me if I did not declare that I am officially in mourning. My Seahawks have uh, failed. I just failed. Isn't the right word. Actually. They, they had I a mean, really they, good season. They exceeded expectations. It's just, you know, their playoff run was cut short. Exactly. And we it, did not it, expect them to be playing in a wild card NFC game. I, and you know, what I didn't expect was for them to be winning at halftime. Technically they were, I mean, they were one point ahead at the very last second, but that's unfortunately all the energy they had. And, and the San Francisco 49ers just became a second half team. And that was the end of the story. I'm going to make a prediction right now. And that is, I think you were looking at the next world champion, which is the San Francisco 49ers. It pains me to say it, but I think that that's the truth. Mm, I think uh, with the Buffalo Bills, you know, with what happened with their football player, uh, drawing a blank on it, DeMar Hamlin, um, they got a lot of, you know, motivation to pull through for him. And I think a lot of America is on the Buffalo Bills side because of that incident. And they really want to see something good out of it. I don't disagree with that at all. And by the way, he was actually at the stadium yesterday. Right? What a remarkable, miraculous recovery. He he was um did you ever watch um um oh what was it? Um uh oh Princess Bride. Yes. When 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 they when we on Princess Bride when they were talking about uh, uh, Wesley and he was like ninety eight percent dead or seventy eight you know what I mean and and mm-hmm. stuff and that's what he was like uh, two times two times yeah and and so isn't modern medicine a miracle and and he's he's up and about and he may actually even be able to resume his career who knows but but at least he's he's still here with us and that's did, that's important did he resume his career from true love did he come back to life because of true love like the uh, wesley did 
Um, I mean, his first question was, did we win? So is, where is that love going? But you're right. I mean, that's something to think about. <laughs> Indeed. Well, apparently he had true love for his teammates and and wanted to come back. So that's that's yeah. that's awesome. So, OK, enough about that silly stuff. Um, uh, Nat, it's a pleasure having you here as always. What motivated you to do what you're doing now? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think that traveling has just been in my blood. I've been traveling since I was a little kid. My parents took took us um, took me everywhere, even places I don't even remember. I just see pictures of. And um, through all throughout all my travels, especially um, when I got older, I started to notice. I started to observe things about where I was traveling. Um, I started to see that other cultures do things differently and it got me curious. It got me curious in terms of like, huh, for instance, an example I use a lot is like if, if we go to Thailand and you're in a car, you're in traffic and you see that um, people cut you off, motorcycles weave in and out, but the drivers don't really get pissed off. Um, it's just an everyday normal occurrence. Whereas here in the U.S., if people did that, you, you know, drivers would be up in arms. It would be road rage and that sort of thing. And so um, I, I wanted to invite people to travel in a way to see the world as a as a invitation to question our default, our default ways of being to question how we're living life, not to say that we're doing it wrong. Um, we could be living a great life, but often when we travel, when we get out of our normal routine, it brings up stuff that we don't normally see. And it gives us opportunity to make new choices, new decisions to enhance our life. And you can do that in any way. You could do that through personal development and studying hard or um, working hard. And I thought, why not do it through travel? Because it's fun. And, you know, the, the type of people that would travel with me are the people that have been on a path of self-discovery and spiritual seeking. And why not do it with other people like that? Why not build a community around that and have that ripple out? I think that's a, a really, really cool idea. And one of the things, you know, I've been spending some time looking at it because I had a question and the question was, what is integrity? And do we all have the same basis in fact for that word integrity? What, what is it? What is it? And as I come to understand that it is, partially a cultural norm depending upon which culture you're from and where you believe and where where you're coming from rather than a universal concept does that make sense absolutely yeah that's a great question and yeah i, I want to write it down too because i think that it, it's worth exploring right because uh yeah we we live we live here and we have an idea of what integrity is and and that's a big part of these trips is that we are, we live by our conditioning. Yes. Right. And, uh, and we think this is the way life should be or the way that life is even, 
even if it's working for us, you know, we, we think that this is the way it is. But we also, some of our conditioning, we use to judge ourselves for. And, uh, you know, we, we're not meeting expectations or we're not working hard enough or, you know, that's all conditioning as well. So this question of integrity then is, it, it has to be cultural. And it, 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 I think it, it does, but I, I don't know for sure. Well, it seems to me that in all of the, when we start talking about integrity and honesty and telling the truth and doing all of these things, they are all connected, but they're connected to different cultures in different ways based upon the experiences that you have growing up and the experiences that other people around you create. I got a great example for you. Do you think it's appropriate to tell a white lie? Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. I I try not to. Um, and, and so do I. I yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I don't believe that telling a white lie. Now, I'll talk to somebody else and they'll say, well, but what if your wife comes into the room and says, do I look fat in these jeans? You don't want to say, yeah, honey, boy, I got to tell you, you got a keister to, that's never going to end. Uh, so you, you, But you can do that without lying without telling her a white lie you can do something else because if you if you start conditioning yourself the telling oh it's just a white lie it's not going to matter then what then it blurs the blurs the line between what is a white lie and what is a big ass lie you know what i mean yeah 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 definitely i mean i, I see in myself how um you know, setting boundaries, for instance. I mean, this yes. is, it feels like the same thing, or similar at least, where um, I'll set a boundary and um, maybe, you know, my mind is good at coming up with excuses and why I can blur the line on the boundary. And and then, it, you know, one blur becomes a little bit more of a blur. And then the, the gap between what is very clear and what is um, unacceptable uh expands right and yes. and so th this is similar where yeah we could tell a white lie but then at, at what point does it become the big lie as you suggested and and so i think this is where we need to be clear with ourselves on um what is our what is the integrity that we're living with ourselves right what are the values that we're upholding to ourselves and you know, bringing back to travel, I, I think that this is also where um, being in touch with other, other cultures or being in touch with other um, travelers helps us see ourselves, right? When, when someone's acting a certain way that might trigger us, or maybe they're acting in a certain way that is acceptable, but you think is not unacceptable, it, it helps you see that there's a spectrum and we get to choose what works for us. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more because if you go as an example into Asia and to some Buddhist company countries and some folks that, that live a different style than we do, they have a different philosophy of life Then they're, they treat themselves and they treat things like integrity and white lies and, and things in a different way that doesn't make either one right or wrong. It just makes it uh, different. And, and we, as people, because we're, we're all connected, 
we benefit from learning what those differences are, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and it, I, I feel like it brings, um, it expands capacity for acceptance uh, for other people and ourselves, right? To see that there are, as I referred before, a spectrum of what's allowed or not allowed. This is allowed in this culture. This is what is upheld in this culture. And um, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It's, this is just their culture. And it can it can differ from our culture, for instance. Like even, even for myself growing up, you know, my dad was a devout Buddhist. Um, and he is completely against killing anything. Uh, even I was at my parents' home and uh, my mom was trying to like, you know, kill a fly and, um, you know, cause the fly was like all over the food and my dad's like, no, don't go killing it. And, you know, it created a little of, of like um, an, an interesting thing because like I grew up Buddhist, but like, I don't have trouble killing a fly if it's like bothering me in the house. Yeah. It's like, it's like spiders. No spiders. Yeah. They, if you come into my house and you're a spider, you can expect not to live long. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with spiders unless it's crawling on my ceiling before I go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that, boy. Um, the spiders kill know. the flies you don't like. True, <laughs> true, but the flies, can't, the the spiders can't keep up though. That that's that's true, and uh, but you know it's interesting because and what brought this up for me was when you you uh, talk about when you travel. You get curious about the possibilities available to me when I see behaviors different from my own. Uh, and you made the, the point about uh, um, in Thailand, road, ra road rage is not common, and they're driving, like, everywhere. And there, it seems like they, they don't have the same rules of the road that we do. Yeah. And so, and, but they, that's their cultural norm. So right. that's okay for them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last time I was in Thailand, I saw some guy on the highway backing up because <laughs> he missed the exit and he was backing up to get to the exit. And there was no honking. There was no, you know, like if there was honking, it was just to alert them that someone was turning behind them, but not kind of like a, you know, honking, you're a stupid whatever person. And in this country, I got to tell you, you would have nothing but grief if yeah. you did that. And you'd have a lot of people giving you the one finger salute. Yeah, absolutely. You could do a whole lot less than that in this country and and get all sorts of uh, <laughs> feedback. <laughs> now, I got to ask you, because uh, you, you're a world, tra world traveler and have been around all the And the United States is kind of a melting pot. So we've got many different cultures that are here. We have Asian cultures and, and uh, Hispanic cultures and black American cultures and white. Is it because of the diversity that we have here that causes us to have less uniform thought and, and how we all behave or what do you attribute that part? And that's, you know, this is Martin Luther King day. So it is appropriate, I think, for us to talk about those sorts of issues that we have within our community, because we have we've had them for a long time i think hopefully they're getting better but still um but what do you think about that that's a good question i'm not sure like I, my sense is that there is um there's kind of like an energy of the country 
And then, you know, like the U.S. is known for freedom and, um, you know, it's kind of built into the, 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 I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's kind of like, like the U.S. or North America has this, or especially the U.S. has this like energy of like, of freedom of like, we don't tell other people what to do or or you know kind of that kind of frame frame of mind and i guess what i'm thinking about is like you know i'm thinking about this this past pandemic and how other cultures responded and how um like a lot of asian countries just kind of fell in the people of, of those countries kind of fell in line and just did what the government suggested mask up um quarantine um, there wasn't, at least I didn't hear so much rebellion against that. Um, whether that was Asia or even Argentina, um, some of these other, uh, um, Latin countries, some of them just kind of stayed and got in line and said, okay, this is the way it's going to be. And yet in the U S there was a lot of, um, consternation and, and differences of opinion yeah. differences yeah. and i'm not saying that one is better than the other but it there seems to be an energy of like this is how we operate in the us and this is why people come to the us uh it's why our laws are the way that they are in a, in a sense that there's a spirit in the us that's like operates this way so it could be like it could be because of that spirit that we have a lot of differing perspectives and a lot of differing cultures that come here to live here. Right. And then yeah. even, even like there's a certain energy on the East coast versus the West coast, the West coast tends to be more open, more innovative, not, not across the board, obviously, because there's a lot of innovation everywhere. But if you think about the settlers that came to the U S and the ones that were, um, you know, the explorers, they went West and you can kind of, even when you travel, I don't know, like sometimes when I travel, I can feel the difference between coming from California and flying into Boston, for instance, I can feel energetically. There's a difference in the energy. Well, I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's like, it's like, um, if you go back East, even into the Midwest, you can readily find business or uh, buildings that were built in the 1850s, 1840s, somewhere in there. And when, and when they were being settled, you come out to where I live, which is Seattle, Washington. I defy you to find very many buildings at all that are actually still occupied that below before 1900, mm -hmm. uh, because we, we were settled last. Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, you, and by the way, you know what they call us in, in, if you're from Arkansas, you know what they call the West coast? No, the left coast. Oh, interesting. Well, because though the, them's people out there are all just kind of liberal trash and stuff. That's the left coast out there. And, uh, um, so even within our own culture, there are subdivides within our culture. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weirdest experience because you would think, well, number one, we're all Americans, and but then there are you know some people would say, would differ with that, mm -hmm. in that you know 
and stuff. So, but let's <laughs> enough of this deep philosophical questions. Let's talk <laughs> about you and 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 your work. You've got a uh, um, you've got a tour coming up, don't you? I have one in Sedona coming up. Um, it's it's going to be more of um, what, kind of what I'm calling an unretreat. Uh, it's, it's kind of a retreat style. We're staying in one place in Sedona, but it's it's a journey itself where we're going to. There's going to be uh, times to um, connect with uh, some people of, of uh, indigenous roots and uh, do some uh, like a medicine wheel journey and connecting to the land. Uh, the, the theme essentially is um, w- w- the theme we're exploring is what does it look like to be rooted to ourselves? What is it? What is it? What is it like to be rooted, rooted within? You are going to have to explain that, but it's, it strikes me that that's more than a minute and a half explanation. And <laughs> so when I thought we do, and if Nathan is paying attention, which he normally does a great job at this, but we've got a couple of commercials that I need to run and then uh, we'll come back because I'm really interested in, in how you're going to do this, this um, uh, rooting of yourself and, and whatever, Whatever you just said, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> so please stay with us. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW 11:50 a.m. It's Martin Luther King Day, and uh, and I hope everybody's having a great day. Hey there, I'm excited that you're listening right now, and if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW. For 11 months, I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. 
And I thank you for those commercials, sir. And uh, I wanted to, to uh, just mention that, uh, uh, Nathan, we're doing something different nowadays on uh, on the show. Explain what it is that KKNW and we are doing. Sure. Uh, if you're not watching it already, we have the show going to multiple platforms over the Internet. We have it going to 1150KKNW's Facebook page, Positive Talk Radio's Facebook page, and YouTube, and also KKNW's YouTube. And we are streaming the video. So in addition to listening to us on audio only, you can see our lovely faces on the video screen anytime you would like. It doesn't have to be live. It can also be a recording. So if you missed any part of the show, you can always go back after the show airs and rewind and listen to the entire thing all over again and watch too. You know what's scary about that, Nathan, is that uh, you, you, have you ever um, listened to somebody on the radio and you've listened to them for a long time and you get a picture of your mind in your mind of what they look like? Oh, yes. And and then and then we're, we're breaking we're breaking the fourth wall and and people are saying, oh, crap, really? Um, I <laughs> So, but that's, you know, I guess that's just the way it goes. Um, but in any event, thank you, Nathan. And by the way, our guest name today, Nathan, is? Nat Karopmetry. <laughs> God, you say that well. Right on. <laughs> I just want to hear you, you know, go on to fly with his name at some point and see if he can do it for not. You know, in the past, we did the 20 bucks for a somebody calls. Let's do uh, 20 bucks if Kevin McDonald can get his name right. I'll tell you what, we'll do that at uh, 4.05. Okay. <laughs> the show ends at 4, by the way, if anybody's curious. So, so, so Nat is with us, and he's got a uh, company called Inquisitive Journeys. Go to inquisitivejourneys.com. And he's doing a, um, a spring um, travel to the Southwest. He's calling it the Mystical Journey. And... Uh, Tell us about, you know, we were talking about uh, gr grounding yourself or rooting yourself. R rooting like yourself. Yeah. So my idea behind that or the exploration is, you know, what, what does it look like? What does it feel like when a person is rooted in themselves? And the, the reason the exploration is here is because we, a lot of us, especially those that have had a life where we didn't fit in, um, you know, and, and, but we were in many cases forced to fit in to, for survival reasons, right. To, to feel okay, to feel secure, to feel loved, to feel valued. We, we needed to kind of fit into society or fit into frameworks that already existed. So for those people like that, it's easy to kind of lose ourselves in what other people want and desire. And, and the idea of this, this trip, this journey is a journey into oneself to explore what are the things that make us feel most alive? What, um, what does it look like when I show up in the world and be myself? Um, can I do things that are for me rather than um, doing things because I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. And so the, the trip itself is, is um, put together to offer times to journey with some indigenous uh, individuals 
but also time to uh, free time to explore on their own, to, to go where they're drawn to go, or maybe it's time to just sit and just enjoy the view or to take a nap or, or what, right? Like, like the idea is that we don't always get what we need from the doing. Oftentimes it's during those times that we're taking a break, that we're not engaged with the rest of the world, that we get the insight, we get the clarity as to what we need and, and, and what's best for us to thrive in our, in our life. And so this really is involves a group of people that are getting together to go to a specific place and it becomes a bit of a spiritual journey at the same time. Absolutely. I, I really believe that every journey is a spiritual, spiritual journey. Um, it, it can be, it's, I feel like every, if we're aware, if we're open to being aware, then every experience of our lives provides content, provides clarity as to who we are and what's possible. We, you don't have to go to Sedona for that. You can, you can take a walk around the block with an intention to be open to new clarity, but to go on a trip with other like-minded people, other like-hearted people, where the synergy of the the energy of everyone together and um, the seemingly randomness, but yet not random, of the people coming together helps support one in, in seeing ourselves. Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's amazing that when you put one of these things together, that the right people tend to show up at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I've seen it a lot in my coaching work and in, in group coaching where it puts something together and everyone comes in They're you know, maybe feeling a little um, insecure or, you know, just not so sure, like, who are these other people, you know, am I going to be liked? And, and then by the end of it, they discover like, oh, this person is not that much different from me. And they've gone through similar experiences and they, and they see things differently, but it doesn't mean that they're at odds with me. It just means that they help me see new possibilities. They help me see myself, or maybe they see that the part of themselves that they've judged for so long is actually quite acceptable. Ooh, that's pretty cool. That's, that's, that's really cool because, you know, and one of the things is you take everybody out of their natural habitat mm-hmm. and put them into a, a new environment. A lot of times things change for you because of you're in a place that is unfamiliar to you and, and you can open up to the possibilities rather than expect the same thing that you did last night after dinner. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, going back to that conversation about the energy of the country and, or the energy of the coast, I mean, that's the same thing that happens, right? When we travel, we are supported by the energy of that space. Even so it's the energy of the people coming together, the energy of, of that land. And Sedona is just kind of known as a spiritual space because of um, the, the energy that's transmitted there, the, the vortices that is it's what's made it famous. It's kind of like because it's in the Southwest and it's, it's got a real Native American feel to it. And there really is a Native American spirituality. Wouldn't you agree? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of why I wanted to go there because, you know, there, there is a Sedona, the, the new age part of Sedona and, and the, the again, nothing wrong with that. Um, and I, I felt like it would be good to go there to connect to the land there, to the energy there, the indigenous there, the people that have living off that land for ages and, and be open to their wisdom you know, and, and maybe their wisdom, but also having them guide us to connect to our own wisdom through the land. Which is really ultimately what we should, what we could do if we chose to, is to open ourselves up to new possibilities. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great what you're doing. I really do. Not, well, you've got, you've got plans. You do have plans for the future. What, I do. What, what are you going to do? Uh, beyond Sedona, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm also planning a trip to Portugal for the fall of 2023. Um, I will also be putting together some local trips in the New England area, some day trips, um, maybe overnight trips as well. Just shorter trips, but still time to get away. You know, I it's like. Sometimes in our minds, we think we need a lot. We need something big to create the change that we want. But it's not always the case. Like, it's enjoyable, like, to go to Sedona and go through a five-day journey. Um, but a change can happen in a day, in a couple hours, in an overnight trip. I think there's beautiful, there's beauty in that as well. Well, and I think the key to it is getting together now, the trip to Sedona, how many people are going to go uh, and, and how can they, how can they register if they want to go? Yeah. Um, at this point they can, they can email me um, not at inquisitivejourneys.com. Um, I don't have it up on the site yet, but it'll be up um, in the next couple of days, the, the uh, more details in the registration. Well, right now it's on the, on the website. It says you can join a list to be notified. So yeah, so they can join the list as well. So if they you click on that list and then uh, you join that, and then when the details get fleshed out, you'll be able to contact you and see if the numbers work and the time works. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a maximum of ten people for that trip. So it's it's a small group. Are you are you looking for couples, singles, combination? It doesn't matter. It could be singles. It could be couples. Um, partners, um, but all adults. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't imagine having a, uh, taking a six year old and a eight year old along on a, on a journey like this. That would be, no, no, it would be, yeah, this is, this is a time to, to be with oneself, to connect to oneself and, and not feel like they have to take care of others. I think this is a really cool and beautiful idea. Uh, that you're coming up with. And I really wish you a lot of success with it. Oh, I thank you so much, Kevin. I think that it, it can, you can benefit people to a great degree and, and also provide community, which we are so sorely lacking right now. We need uh, like-minded people to be able to get together and to let their hair down as it were, if they have hair, but let their hair <laughs> down <laughs> and, and to really have a good, relaxing time and to get in touch with yourself and to maybe ask a couple of tough questions about, about how you've been living your life and how can you do it more authentically and a little better? Yeah, absolutely. 
community is definitely a, a big part of this. Um, I mean, you know, after the the past two three years, um, it's a funny thing. Like when the when the shutdown first happened, and and I'm kind of I'm an introvert and I'm a little bit of a hermit, and so I was like, okay, well, great. I don't need an excuse to not go out now. Uh, <laughs> I have the. I and I had the same conversation with myself. <laughs> but it was interesting sometime through that where I would go out and connect with people. I'm like, oh, this is actually nice. It's actually nice to connect with with people. And so even though I'm so much of an introvert and a hermit, um, I could see that I needed a balance of connecting with people as well in, in person. And and so, you know, I think it's it's really time now where those of us who maybe um, are a little bit more reclusive tends to do things on our own that um, some part of us does crave community and um, learning with community being with community. And, you know, I, I really see this as because these are smaller groups as a, as a way to develop strong bonds that go beyond the trip. Interesting you say that because I was just going to comment that this is one of those trips, one of those times where you can make a connection with another human being that could last an entire lifetime. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty interesting concept when you think about it, that, that it means a lot to do what you're doing and, and to, and to put it out there. And, um, I, th I, I think it's great. And now do you lead these adventures? Um, yes and no. So I, I will be coming along for the ride facilitating, um, but we'll be hiring local guides um, like these indigenous people in Sedona. Um, we'll have them guide some of the experiences, some of the tours, um, but I'll be coming along to help facilitate the inc inquiry and the conversation. What are some of the things I've never been to Sedona, but I'm looking at a picture of it now and it looks, it looks just like an old John Wayne movie to me. And, uh, um, but what, do, what is there to do? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that picture, um, I think is infamous for so many movies, um, that, that picture there is more of Monument Valley, um, which is uh, a different part of, of, um, Arizona and, and Utah. Um, but in Sedona, it's known for its red rock formations, the remnants of probably mountains of years past. Um, who, who knows how they were formed? But a lot of people hike and um, hike these formations. Um, Sedona is also known for the, the vortices, the vortexes. And um, these are energy transmissions that come through the, the ground. And each of the... Uh, formations, they transmit different types of energy. Some are more of like a masculine energy. Some are more feminine. Some are more of a balance. So there's a lot of like yoga or meditation that happens on these um, on these formations as well or near the formations. Um, I, I think that primarily that's why people go here is to experience the energy, um, to to hike, and it's just it's incredibly beautiful. I mean, just just that is enough to transform someone, right? To be in, in such beauty that it creates a sense of wonder and awe in ourselves. I, I, I feel like when we're in that sense of awe, we're 
we're connected to our essential nature, that, that kind of open space. And, and, and a big part of why I've created Inquisitive Journeys is also for us to live more. And you mentioned authentic, authenticity, live more authentic lives or as our authentic selves. And I refer to that as our essential nature. And it's important that we get out of the nine to five, Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. weekend on the soccer field, uh, and and to really experience life in a completely different way. And you can only do that by going someplace else. Um, and with a group of people, I I would be I'd venture to get. And how long is this? Five days. This is a five day. Yeah. So it is. It's it's not a. It's a short enough and it's over the it'll be basically may 17th to may 21st so it's it's over you know wednesday through sunday um it's not a whole lot of time out of work if you're working but it's it's plenty of time to really have a a deep uh, expansive experience that that's that's cool now are people going to come from all over the country do you think yeah that that'll that'll be fun yeah Um, you get to meet you get to meet some really interesting people, maybe from the East Coast and the West Coast and the and the yeah. South and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And and you know, even though this is this is a big country, and it is culturally it is different depending upon where you are, where you're from. Mm-hmm. And so, it can, if you're from the South, you have a different view of things sometimes than if you're on the West Coast or um, on, on or certainly on the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's I think that's part of the richness of of us coming together is that we are bringing different cultures, different perspectives, different upbringings to one space to share and be open to it all. And and I I I think like creating a space for that is just really beautiful because it it mirrors what's possible with ourselves, right? If if we can be open to another person's way of being a way of to be open to their perspectives, then surely we can be more kind and compassionate with ourselves. Yes. I, I couldn't agree more. You and, and, and it starts with being kind to yourself first and foremost, isn't it? I mean, it can sometimes we're, we're the hardest on ourselves. We're the most critical on ourselves and we give other people more consideration, more kindness. But if we can see that there's like that, if we are able to open up to other people's perspectives and ways of being, then it gives us permission to be that way with ourselves too. We don't always think about it that way, but that's a big part of what I want to bring for people is, you know, in, in our curiosity for other cultures, in our wonderment with, with other cultures, how can we be more open to ourselves and how we are in, in all the ways that we are. Right. And, um, in being curious with others, can we be more curious with ourselves rather than judgmental? Can we be kinder with the way that things have been and just see them as something that we've learned and that not, and not something that really defines us, right? Like our, our habits, our perspectives are things that we have learned. No one, no, no kid is born with the set of beliefs that we live with. Right. 
right. they're conditioned um, through society, through family, through culture. Um, and, and so if we see them as just a set of ideas and not who we really are, then there's, there's room for change with less effort, with less judgment. Yep, I, I agree. And you know what's interesting about what you're doing with these groups is that a lot of times we are very judgmental with ourselves and we value other people's opinions higher than we value our own. Mm -hmm. And when you have a light, group of like-minded people, they can see, in, some, in many cases, they can see your, your disunity dis with yourself and they can help you through that because and you can help each other through it because you've been both are doing the same thing at the same time. And rather than what doing what we spend, what it seems to be the bulk of our lives doing, which is justifying our position, trying to stay from getting hurt, um, just doing the, what we have to do to survive and to, and to go to school and to, and to work and, and you, to get the married and kids and all that stuff. And you fill yourselves up with all this stuff. You don't get a chance to be. Mm-hmm. And we're not a human doing, we're a human being. Yeah. And that's when the when you get a group of people like that who under who get you. They understand. Yeah. yeah. They, they understand who you are. Um, and then they can help you uh get over some of that that you're feeling yourself. Have you found that to be true in these? Yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just the recognition that someone has a similar fear or doubt can can cause ease in our bodies, right? Because it's like when we hold those kind of insecurities in our bodies, we're, we're holding tension in our bodies. We're kind of like, you know, it's, it's just like something we're holding onto. And then just to hear that someone else has like, oh yeah, I, you know, I have self-doubt too, or, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I have, that happens to me too. Just hearing that someone else has that helps us know that we're not alone because often we think like oh we're the only ones we're we're so special that we're the only ones that have this thing but no like just that's just our mind's way of like trying to keep us safe right but if we can hear that other people are very similar to us and maybe some people that we admire that we find that they have similar fears helps cause some sort of release in our bodies um, in our energies so that we can relax more that, that we know that like, Oh, I'm actually okay. Like I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to have it all together. I can, I can be great. I can make an impact. I can be a contribution in the world and I can, I can have this insecurity are going to have this doubt. You know, I learned a very important lesson when I was driving a bus in Seattle. And then the way that works is if you're if you're doing that and you get a complaint or or a supervisor catches you doing something, then you get this note that says to you from your supervisor, come see me. And so I got one of those notes one time and I was thinking to myself, oh, it could be this. It could be that. And then, my, and then I, th thought, I started to think to myself, you know, there is nothing, 
absolutely nothing that you could have done that hasn't been done a billion times before, and you're no more special than any of those things. So relax. It's going to be it's going to be okay. And I think that we have a tendency to say that to ourselves. Oh, this is the most horrible thing, or let's see, or whatever the situation is. And rather than recognizing that, oh, it's happened before. It'll happen again, not to you necessarily, but, but you need to give yourself a break. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we, we're usually the hardest on ourselves, the most critical and, um, and generally it's the sound of my mother's voice that's in the back of my head saying that stuff. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. We, we adopt, we, we take on the, the voices the judgments of past and, you know, we take on the voices of our, of our parents or our authorities that were in our lives. And we, you know, we take on that role and continue that judgment. Yeah. You know, I learned a very valuable lesson uh, not too long ago. And that is that uh, um, my, my, my mother, whenever she would give a compliment was always followed by a, but, and it was like, well, you did like I was an athlete and I did very, very well. She said, well, you played a really good game, but. And so so after a while, I stopped hearing the compliment and mm. only heard, but you could have been better at this. Mm. So rather than accepting the compliment in his face, it was now I was accepting the detriment that I was being given, but you're not good enough. And that is what stuck with me for a very long time. And yeah. I think that happens to a lot of us. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's really cool when we can, when we, you get to a group together like that. I, I suspect that at the end of five days, you should, you know, you should make a movie about this. This would be good. Hmm. Say more about that. What? Well, you see, you get, you, you, here's the premise of the movie. You ready? Yes, you get you get to, um you plan to get the group together, and it's going to be like uh, say say this particular group is going to be couples, and uh, so then you don't have anyway. It's going to be couples, and uh, they come from all over the country, and you start telling the story of each couple before they get to this event or this trip that you're going to do. They all get together, and then the trip changes every every fundamental relationship within each couple and within the group dynamic in general over the mm. period of five or six days. Did you ever see, did you ever see the movie, the, um, the big chill? No. Um, it's, it's, it's worth, worth looking at. It's been, it's, okay. it's been, been out a long time now, but, but it's basically, it was about a bunch of friends that hadn't been together for a long time and they got together again because of a friend, one of their suicides. And, uh, and so it was called the big chill. And, uh, and it was the the interactions between them from 20 years ago to now and and i think that we all can benefit from that kind of exchange and interaction so that's i think what you're doing is is fabulous and and uh, by the way you can go to uh, nathan's going to i'm going nathan to be by his microphone cuz he's going to say your name but i'm going to say inquisitivejourneys.com is where you go and nathan this is nat you don't want your chance for 20 bucks? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nat Karopmetry. Well done, Nathan. Come, come, yes, forget it. Now, if I go by the phonetic pronunciation, if you ever read stuff by the way they look, it should be Karopmetry. 
Uh, it's been a pleasure having you here, sir, and we're going to run out of time here in a second, but I want to give you a moment to be able to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know about, just about anything. Well, first of all, Kevin and Nathan, um, just so honored to be here to have this conversation. You brought up a lot of um, interesting points for me to consider in terms of integrity and culture and uh, um, and all that, so I appreciate that. Um, and, um, you know, I invite those that, that resonate with what I'm doing, uh, to check out my website and, um, sign up for the newsletter. If, uh, if that feels like something you'd like to do again, Nate, thank you. Or Nat, thank you very much for being here. Inquisitivejourneys.com. And we got to go, but I just want to remind everybody, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we've got. We'll see you next time on 